0: Welcome back. It's Tom Bell here. So great to have you for another episode. We're talking all things purpose, passion and high performance, mindset, all of that wonderful stuff. On today's show, I have Samantha Hearn, a business coach, mentor and teacher. Welcome to the show, Samantha.
1: Thank
0: you for having me. <laughs> I was, um, we we're just talking off air and I was like, uh, you know, I've been really looking forward to this catch up and, you know, technology sort of was just gripping me uh, this morning. It seemed like uh, nothing that I wanted to touch, uh, wanted to work and yet uh, where there is a will, there is a way. So uh, for anybody watching, you may see that uh, lighting and sound and lots of things look different, but we could not uh, stop the show from going on. So uh, I'm really really excited to chat now now Sam Samantha if, if for people who haven't yet come across you on their journey could you tell us a bit about yourself
1: yeah of course um first of all if I was up at 430 I would definitely be having the same technical <laughs> problems um, yeah so my name's Samantha Hearn you can call me Sam um, I live in Windsor. I live about 10 minutes away from the Queen, so everyone gets really excited about that. But I haven't watched The Crown, which I know is a sin, I'm a Mm, Brit. mm. I live near the Queen, but I haven't watched The Crown. Um, And yeah, I'm a business coach and mentor. I support women that really want to use social media and free platforms to leverage their brand and their business. Um, I've been doing that, I'm in my fourth year of doing that now, which I love. But before that, I was a secondary school teacher um, and I was ahead head of sick form at a really, really top performing school in the UK. So it was really, really high pressure, lots of um, long days. And I decided I wanted to try and do something different. And I started on social media. So my journey started on Instagram and Facebook. And now, yeah, I have my, my own masterminds, memberships, one-to-one programs. Um, and I love it. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. And I'm obsessed with the sunshine. And I have the cutest dog in the world who's a Pomeranian.
0: Oh, that's cool. And they are cute little dogs, aren't they? They are cute. That's cool. That's cool. Um, You know, one thing that's very interesting, like, uh, you know, coming across a lot of people now and uh, that that are wanting to, like, move into what they really want to do, uh, which is really nice, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. And uh, I, I feel like for myself, I can see that. Um, I, there's a, so much value that I can add to small businesses and, and, you know, taking people that tend to be specialists in their own right at whatever it is that they do, you know, like you you might be a PT, you might be a real estate um, agent or, or, or a principal of a real estate office, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, you, your forte might be, um, you know, doing the things. So PT, it might be like, I know how to make the people do the things. Real estate, it might be like, I know how the contracts and, and the different land rules and the, and all of the different, um, you know, um, stuff to do with that. But perhaps you're not really great with the business side of it or you're not really great with the sales side of it. Um, and I, I'm able to come in and, and sort of to send them and help. Um, but, you know, from your perspective, like when you knew that you were going to be this person that could do these things, uh, and then you've been able to lab- leverage it for yourself, um, you know, as a brand, how is it that you came to like, know what products to offer? Like, how is it that you came to know that it was like, this is what I offer. And this is what you can buy from me. Like how did, how did that, that whole process, like uh, how did that come about for you?
1: Really, really good question. I think look, we all need to be really honest when it comes to the online space. And I think that there's definitely a lot of false truths um, that that kind of fill, fill the noise. When you start off on anything that's brand new, of course, you're always on the back foot because there's someone that started before you did. Mm -hmm. So you can go into anything and feel like you are the newbie or you don't have the following or you don't have the confidence or you don't have the network or you don't have the ideas, you don't have the content, you don't have the credibility. The most important thing that I would always say before it even comes to looking at your programs and your packages and and what you're doing is remembering that the only reason that you're not where you're aspiring to get to on social media is because they started sooner. Mm. So once you put yourself out there, the first thing I would say is it's a bit of trial and error, to be completely honest, because... If you're not willing to make the mistakes, fail forwards, like learn, see, innovate, adapt, it is going to be hard for you to find out what works for you, but also what works for your community. So I actually didn't sell or offer anything for the first six months of being online. I just focused on building a community. I focused on building my brand, connections, collaborations. I went live in my Facebook group twice a week. That grew to over 2,500 and I shut that January 2019. But I focused on community and talking to the people. And then when I did build my programs and packages, it was based on real live data and conversation. Mm. And I think that's the trap that we can fall into sometimes is we think we need to have the perfect website, the perfect logo, the perfect branding, the perfect three month program that has 12 different layers and it's all laid out and we know what we're doing and it's all there and then we get online. But the, the, the struggle and the challenge we can have with that is we don't know who we're talking to. Mm. So it's all based on assumption. And when you build a business based on assumption, it's always going to be harder to connect. When you build your business on conversation, you're already halfway there. So if you have a following of 100 people, just start speaking to them, find out what they're struggling with. So for me, it probably took me two years. to. I, I've always done one-to-one. And I love it. And I think that's the teacher in me. You know, I'm I'm really good at explaining things, engaging. You know, I I love that. So Mm -hmm. I've always done one-to-one. But when it comes to my groups, my masterminds, only in the last 18 months, really, have I really embedded the programs that I'm so happy with that I'm now repeating them and we're scaling them. Because you have to see what shoe fits what, you know. And when you're building a a multi-layered business, Some things you'll love more than others. So how did I get to this point? A couple of things. One, conversations. I always listened to my audience and I gave them what they needed, not what I assumed they wanted. Two, I made sure that I tested. I tried and tested and I didn't make the rules too complicated. That's the other thing I find People come into the online space and they they think there's this like rule book, it needs to be 12 weeks or it needs to be six months, it needs to be this much, it needs to be this. Make up the rules. I made up so much, I just, you know, I adapted. Someone said, Oh, you know, this isn't right for me, and I was like, Okay, well, how could it be right for you in those early stages? I was really versatile, I wanted to learn, I wanted to be open to being flexible. So, that would be number three once you are trying be open you know you you make the rules no one no one else is is in your business telling you what to do and the fourth thing I would say is be very mindful to listen to yourself when you do bring out a program in a package what do you find yourself feeling excited and lit up by that or do you feel like it's a bit of a slog and it's heavy because ultimately we can be scared to do this and we feel like it's a setback or a step back, you know, in in quotations, but actually sometimes going back to decipher really what you want will help you accelerate forward in the long run. So the fourth thing I would say is be very wary as to how the program and the package you create makes you feel as well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that would be my, Mm -hmm. that would be my, my, that's an interesting
0: one. I like it. And it's like, you know, you look and you think, um, someone might say, oh, you need to write books, but if you're not a writer, well, you could probably speak books out and, have talk, and you know, talk, talk to text, whatever, whatever it is, but maybe books isn't your thing. Maybe if you love to speak, maybe podcasting is your thing and, and perhaps whoever gave you that advice means well, but perhaps that's the best advice for them or the best advice that they know uh, without actually you know, taking into consideration who you are and, and what actually suits you. So if we can go back to like mm-hmm. this yeah. community thing. So, you know, a lot of people that like, and, and I know that everyone has a sphere of influence, but some people might actually be starting straight out the gate with with zero followers and and zero yeah. subscribers. And, and, you know, even if they want to um, start with that um, community piece, what's the... Uh, I imagine like we're kind of going to have to build a fire, you know, and it's like, um, hopefully not with the two sticks, maybe we actually get a lighter, but you're going to have to get like some of the lighter stuff, the, the, the quick burn uh, material. And then eventually you can get the big log that might be able to sit on the fire and do the long burn. What for someone that's, you know, whatever job they're in and starting that after hours know, business, the side hustle, whatever it is, and they get to a point now where they're like, yup, I want to talk about Smurfs all day and and, and you know, and that might be my thing. And I wonder if there's a Smurf community, or, you know, probably a terrible example. What's, how do I go about building a community from scratch?
1: Yeah, first of all, that was me. I worked for the first 15 months full time as a teacher, six till six, I was in charge of 218 year olds, their A-level results, getting into university, dealing with all their parents, managing grades, managing expectations, mock interviews. That was my day job. So that was really, really intense. And yeah, like I said, six till six, I had to be there before the kids got there. I had to have parent meetings in the morning. I then had to run extracurricular. And then I was trying to do this on the side. So exactly what you've explained was me. There were nights that I ate my cocoa pops, like I had cereal in the bath for dinner because I didn't have time between getting home to then doing whatever I was doing in my like, side hustle to sit down and have this nice meal. And I'm not saying that that's the right way or the wrong way, but it worked for me. And, you know, 15 months in, I left, I left my, you know, I, I loved being a teacher, but I left that lifestyle. But the most important thing is when you are starting from zero, you have to remember that there's a purpose to creating a community other than selling and making money. And when you come in, to building an online space and an online business, the one thing that I always talk about is sustainability is sexy. I'm so passionate about that. People that come in and try and rush to 5K, 10K, 50K, six figures, seven figures, whatever it might be, that is not the way that you're going to change your life. Building an online business is a change of life. It's not a quick fix. And if you're going into this thinking that within one year, you're going to be turning over a quarter of a million in profit. Yes, you could be, of course you could. But the reality is, we want to create some sustainable foundations. So when I first started thinking about building my community, I was looking at it from three perspectives. I want to make friends. I want to have a community of people online that are doing something similar to me. Not competitors. I didn't see it that way. I wanted to have peers. So the first thing I did, was started to connect with people that were at a similar stage to me that we could start our own little you know, DM community. Mm. And we would talk to each other, ask questions because the first thing is looking for support in the right places. So people that were at a similar space to you. The second thing I did was I then, with those friends that I made, we did collaborations, we did joint lives, we did that like, we featured in each other's like free eBooks. So you start to expand your community. And the third thing I did was outreach my butt off. No one knows who you are. And we have to be humble enough to always know that. Like even now, I'm not Richard Branson, you know, like, yes, I love my business, but we have to be humble enough that not everybody's gonna walk down the street and like wanna take a picture of me Mm -hmm. and think that I'm famous. That's not how it is. Mm -hmm. So at every stage, when you connect with people, it's, I think that the third thing I did was I made sure that I would outreach I, and I still do it now. I find people that I love their content and I connect with them and I have conversations. And like I said, I did that for about six months before I even tried to offer anything. So when you are starting from zero, which we all do I would focus on those three things first a community of people that are a similar place to you collaborations, again, with no other benefit than growth, exposure, awareness and the third thing i would say is then putting yourself in a situation where you are being seen by people you're commenting you're connecting you're being genuine you know and i think that goes a long way and soon you'll have and this is another thing i read this in a book actually i can't remember which one i'm one of those people you know i read so many books and hear so many quotes you know Mm -hmm. Um, but i read this if you can't convert 100 followers having a million makes no difference Mm. If you're if you do have 100 followers and you're like oh no i'm gonna wait till i get to a thousand before i offer anything or before i do a live or before i add value or before i show my face what about those people that are already there mm. so the the next thing i would say actually is if you are starting from zero but you have 20 followers go live talk to them you know show how good you are and i know it's hard i know it's hard and it's very easy you know if you find me and you find my following of course you're like oh yeah it's easy for her to say but I have been there, I'm not saying this lightly and I'm not saying it you know, with emptiness. I have done exactly what I'm inviting you to do. So just remember that the purpose of social media is to be social. And then you will, if you're then thinking, oh yeah, but Sam, no one's reaching out and the only people talking to me are the other coaches. I get that a lot. Yes, that will happen. But the more you stay consistent, visible and adding value, the more you can stay in your own lane. And the more that you can almost politely decline if you have the right support in place already, all of these coaches coming at you with their offers and really focus on who you want to talk to, which is your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that would be my sort of four step approach when you're starting from zero
0: so i like it and so if you're, you're the persons there and they want to talk to their person so you know the person that they want to talk to they might, they might know so they might be lucky enough to have 20 and it's like well who are these people that are following me what is it that interests them what uh, they might then so when you when you're talking about adding value we we're, we're adding value by giving something to that person that we're talking to so ideally we are centering it somewhat around on what we um, what we know and what we're passionate about because that's going to give us the fuel to do it long term but we are really actually focusing on even just one follower, and we, if, whether it's one or a million, we almost want to believe that each one follower is the person that we're speaking to. And whilst everyone's unique and different, and, and we may have to tailor it if we get into a conversation with them, the add value piece. Can we talk about that? So, like, how would someone go through, um, you know, understanding what is adding value, and how, and how do I bring um my passion through so that it would improve the the value score for that one follower
1: yeah great question good questions tom okay so i'd say the most important thing is video is really powerful because you can show your personality it's instant and not only are they consuming the content but they're consuming you your energy you know, you can bring something to life a lot easier. So at the beginning, when I was adding value, and still now it's my, my preferred method, I would try and do lives or videos of some sort because I just think it creates such a, a three-dimensional approach, you know? It's not just an ebook that they then won't act on. And a lot of the time, there's quite a lot of information. There is a place for that, of course. But I would say, if you wanted to add value, a weekly... 10 minute live, five minute live, you know, or video of some sort or audio, whatever you feel confident with, but something that's a bit more kind of like alive and active giving top tips. So I used to, I would say three ways to duh, 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 five ways to don't do this anymore. Um, the, the myth behind. So just keep it really simple. Don't overcomplicate and say, you're going to give them this whole psychological method of, you know, X, Y, and Z, Just break it down and make it simple. So one way to stop feeling overwhelmed, one time management tool to not feel um, like you're procrastinating, one way to get a sale, one piece of content to share online, just anything that someone can go, oh, I can use that right now. Mm. That that for me, I would say in the short term. And then as people start to get to know you and they're like, oh, these are always so good. This is great. She's just coming out of all these nuggets. And oh, it's great. I want to like soak it up like a sponge once we get that sort of energy if you then said hey i've got this two-page ebook which is like a cheat sheet people will download it because they already know the value you provide because you've done it you know up front and actively
0: it's not cold the selling thing- anymore at that point it's actually like a it's like a warm handoff because they're, they're they're actually hungry for more information
1: exactly whereas if we start with an ebook or a pdf Yeah, it's really hard to bring that to life because we don't know how it's being received. We don't know when they're reading it. We don't know when they're downloading it. Whereas at least if by the time we get to the point that we want to give them something passive, they've learned about you, your personality, they know what you stand for. You've got a bit of that vibe. You're going to feel more confident that it lands in the right way. So I would say as much as possible, an active form of value and just something once a week that you can be really consistent with that gives a short golden nugget, quick, effective, and simple. Sometimes we overcomplicate complicate it. If you do go live and say, I use Plannerly to schedule my Instagram. What's Plannerly? Google, oh my God, the best thing mm, ever. Mm, it hasn't got to be mm. this 40 minute rigmarole about scheduling on this day and editing this photo in this whole masterclass. Keep it simple and allow someone to walk away and think. Always think to yourself, when the person leaves, can they do something they couldn't do before?
0: What's their gift? What do they walk yeah. away with that's something that yeah. they can hold in their hands and, and improve their life somewhat? And there could be multiple things that they could take exactly. away from any one piece of content. And then depending on who it is, depends on what they might take away. Okay, so this yeah. is this is very interesting. I've I've kind of even personally have um have, have started teeing up. Uh, a couple of people behind the scenes where I could even talk to them live because I like the idea of, um, you know, talking live and saying like, uh, you know, here's a topic and then just start, you know, shooting shooting the breeze about it. And and I could very well, on one of the um, my most recent podcasts, Amber, I think it was, was saying about, um, you know, doing the 10 minute um, knowledge points because in a way it's the, uh, the fact that, you know, if, you, if all I ever do is interview people, for me personally, it might be a case of, that it's like everybody else is the expert where it's like i've got a lot of info to share as well so remembering to be able to bring that through but when you do your lives did you find um, with the lives that you know maybe no people were logging on or then all of a sudden it's two people like you know because you see that little eyeball Um, on the different um, platforms and it's like hey there's two people um, or whatever does it get to a point where like you know you just you're like talking and then you know you're asking for questions people throw a question in and then that starts to kind of build it up because that one person that asked the question was brave enough to all of a sudden now you're answering them so it's almost like they're on a call with you without being on a call with you was is that kind of what the live felt like
1: yeah. I mean, at the beginning, the only people on the lives are my friends okay. or my family, you know, like I, because I didn't have a network. Mm-hmm. So when I went live, it was only people that I knew. And then my friends would share with their friends. And you ended up with like a few people knowing what you were doing. But yeah, I think the most important thing is, like I said, at the very start to just try and have conversations exactly like you said, if you are able and let's say no one joins live. I always give this tip if no one joins live have a couple of questions or comments that you could talk about and say someone did actually mention this a few days ago so I'm going to talk about this now and when you watch the replay if you then have questions let me know so remember we need to be humble enough to know that no one knows who we are at the beginning and if we're not going to put in the effort why would someone why would someone else you know, if we're not going to go full force and say, "Here I am, and here's what I stand for," no one's going to come and do that for us. Mm. So, yes, you will go live, and you probably will just have like your next door neighbour and your mum, and then you'll have your next door neighbour, your mum, and your mum's best friend, and then you'll have your mum's best friend and her best friend, and then soon enough, you might not know them, but they're connected to your network. But you're still able to start to make a difference, and also being relentless with talking about the fact that you're going live once a week on this platform on this day and make sure there's a replay so yeah just be prepared for no one being there and thinking even if you have a few post-it notes or some bullet points or a little mini script be prepared to fill the time and then if people do show up it's a bonus Mm. even now if I go live which I haven't done in ages Um, I don't know who's gonna watch, and if no one, then I just have to be prepared to give value and then hope people watch the replay. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, be prepared, come up with a couple of preconceived questions in case people don't join live, and remember that all you need is one person, exactly like Tom said, to, to comment, and then their next door neighbor sees it, and their boss, and their whoever, and then if they comment, someone else sees it. You know, It's just that initially, you almost want to welcome anyone and everyone to just start to for people to find out what you do and then once you get that exposure you can start to be more explicit you know I work with this type of person or this type of person but at the start we kind of do want that exposure you know it's like when a magazine comes out you give it to everyone and then eventually it's sort. you know people start to work out who their ideal client is and we have to almost launch ourselves and get out the gate. So, mm. yeah, when, and, when there's no one there, just be prepared to fill the time.
0: And like a magazine, you know, if like say even if I'm at the doctor's office, there could be a stack of, um, you know, magazines. I don't know if they might be now in COVID times, but, you know, there they used to be the stack of magazines there. And, you know, you, you, you can pick them up, but it's like some people might pick it up for a minute. Some people might be enthralled and read the whole thing the whole way through. Exactly. Uh, eventually your vibe will attract your tribe. So people that are tuning in will go, well, actually this message is on point for, for what I'm about. Uh, or it's not, but actually, my friend um, John might be very interested in this, and and that people might share it to yes. a friend um, or or whatever else, and and then eventually it'll happen. And so I think that's why having something that you actually really want to talk about is important. Um, so because otherwise, if if you know if you're just doing it because you think you should um, talk about something or do something, well, then it's not likely to give you the the, the reason to push on for the two years it might take or or the three years it might take before something actually happens in the space Uh, but you actually like talking about what you're talking about so from the live perspective it's as though you're sort of saying have because there's no rules so it doesn't if you've got you know you're expecting to talk to comments for three minutes and it's and you've got seven minutes worth of talk time stop at seven minutes like maybe don't put out that it's exactly 10 minutes in one second uh, worth of content if it's if it's i'm coming live and it's five minutes and i've run out of whatever that topic needs to be about that's totally cool um and if questions happen to land and you can actually then flesh it out to 10 or 12 minutes that's totally cool as well Uh, i think having that flexibility there by the sounds of things is something that would really help
1: 100 percent
0: so it's very interesting to hear your insights uh, and to and to see the you know, see and hear the energy coming through. Uh, like your energy level is like dialed up to like you know twenty on the scale of one to ten, which I absolutely love because I can I can definitely relate to that. Um, but you know you you seem to just have landed in a place where you you know you're very happy. You um, you know you know what what you're about. You you know what you're driving. You've been able to leave. Um, that role. So it may not be necessarily coca pops in the bath at, at night time, but you've certainly earned the space that you're in. Um, so that's really like, I think, heartening for the person that I'm that I'm hoping to talk to that I'm hoping to reach, uh, you know, wherever they are, um, because, you know, you see people stuck and unhappy and, and it sounds like you were happy in the last role. Uh, so what was it? I mean, you know, and apologies if you've touched on it, but what was it in particular that, that made you say, actually, whilst I'm happy, you know, and it's high pressure, most people don't jump out the boiling pot, they stay where they are. And the six to six, and the and the prestige of the role and the prestige of the school and the and the hard work maybe to get a teacher's degree and do all like you'd built a like a whole lot and were quite successful and happy. So so what was the what was the sort of tipping point for you or, or the spark or the reason why you were able to go, actually, no, this is what I want to build?
1: Yeah, such a good question. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, when you're watching this and it seems like it's all together, before I answer that, just to kind of go back to 2020, by the time we got to March, and this was pre-pandemic or anything like that, I'd lost £38,000 worth of sales in the first quarter due to me changing direction and, um, so many different things and that was tough so then I'm in a situation where I'm not teaching this is my full-time thing and I'm already down my annual salary in the first quarter and I think it's important to remember that at every stage of business you're going to come across blocks challenges bumps in the road and the thing that will make you successful is how you do detour pivot and adapt to those situations and I ended up having an an incredible 2020 financially, but it didn't come without its struggles. And that's the same, that will always continue to be the same. So you almost, you do have to take the rough with the smooth on this journey and don't give up when, when things do knock you back. And it's okay for it to knock you back and it's okay to feel beaten or feel deflated. That's totally okay. But just remember that you don't have to stay there and if you're listening to this thinking, well, I've been trying and I've not built an audience and so no one cares and maybe I should just give up, you have to keep going because you need to remember, and this is the, if you take nothing else from this, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And that's that's so important. If it was easy, everyone would be flying out of the gate, building business, you know, changing their life. And it, it all looked like, you know, private jets and lovely lifestyle. But you have to remember that in order to do this, you're already one of the few people and being resilient enough to come back from the challenges and keep pushing forward you're always going to be ahead of anyone else that chooses to stop and that has to be a motivator for you the fact that you just want to keep going and I thought I just needed to say that because I think that's super important but in terms of my job yeah so you are exactly right, you hit the nail on the head. I loved being a teacher, it was a very prestigious school, I'd worked my way up, I had a really, really good title, I was respected, my grades were good, you know, I'd had Ofsted twice, outstanding teacher, all of these things, you know, these kind of like accolades that you get, and it was great, but I realized that the only real way would be down, you know, unless I wanted to give more of my time to the job, which was, you know, quite hard, you know, there's no bonuses, there's no overtime, you know, and teachers at the moment, obviously I've got a lot of teacher friends and my hands are, are well and truly like raised, you know, I think they do an incredible job and they, they face so, so many challenges and, you know, they're teaching the next generation of leaders and you know, influencers and, you know, everything. And I didn't leave teaching lighthearted, but I got to a point where you don't get the recognition, you work really long hours, you don't get overtime, there's no bonuses, your pay is set by the government, like no matter what happens. And everyone says, oh yeah, but you get the holidays, but let me tell you, you earn those holidays. Um, And I just sort of thought to myself, I don't know if I could stay at this pace until I retire. And if I move schools, it's only gonna be worse because I was in such a, you know, such a good school. So I thought, why don't I just see? I didn't even really go into it thinking, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to have a six figure empire. And I just want to like change the world. I didn't even really know that at the time. I just mm. sort of thought, why don't I just try and express myself in a different way? I know I can teach. I know I can deliver and talk and you know all of those things. Let's just see. So I think if you're in a situation situation and, and that's the other thing sometimes you almost feel like you need a story to get into this like a redundancy or bankruptcy or a divorce or you know you lost your house or something there's like this poignant change and for some people it is you have that life epiphany it wasn't really like that for me it was more just I wonder if I could do more I I, I feel I feel like I could give more I feel like I could serve more I feel like I can be bigger than what I am and you know, the routine, you have to we at certain times, eat at certain times, leave at certain times, get, and it was just like, I just want to see what else is out there. So for me, it was more, not, not a craving, but more a kind of curiosity, I guess, a curiosity, you know, could I do something else? And, and for me, with a lot of hard work and a lot of, you know, uh, putting myself out there and like, go, 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 And again, everyone's different, but for me, that's that's the method I took. It did pay off, but I didn't go into it thinking it would be what it is, if that makes sense. It was kind of, let's just see where it could take me.
0: Mm. And so that's very interesting too. I I, like almost like there's the whispers that perhaps there could be something else. And then you've kind of like, you're still holding down, you know, with like, I don't know anybody who could actually do that plate spinning thing, you know, they keep the plate spinning. Like I've I've watched a video of them like, how are they even doing that? Uh, But it's like, you know, you, you manage to keep your Um, You know, what's happening in your life, you know, going and bubbling along and and you've made changes, you've had to make some adjustments and everybody can do it differently. But, you know, a simple adjustment might be the Coca Pops in the bath, rather than the the fancy, you know, three pot meal or or whatever it might be to, to cook a fancy dinner. Um, you know, so so that that was very interesting for you to say. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just listen to that little voice. I'm gonna like start to dip my toe in the water. But then it's almost as though that there's been then breadcrumbs or or a trail along the way that you know you've tried things and, and perhaps you know you had. The lives, and then you decided to, to pack whatever it was that you said you have got to a point, and then you packed it up, and then you go here, and then you packed it up, and then you've gone. And because and, that's what almost has to happen because you don't exactly yeah. know what it's going to be, but like walking down a corridor, you might open a door, check out the room, and go, oh, Actually, no, that's not the room I need to be in, or, you know, or, or streets that you're taking in the car, and you turn down, you're like, Actually, exactly. I've stopped there momentarily at the bakery, but I don't want to live at the bakery. Hop back in the car exactly. now with my sausage roll, and where are we off to next? And so what was that like for you? Like, uh, you know, as you, as you found, cause you, you, you've kind of like ramped out of that life, the extra, all the extra effort. And then now you've landed where you are or, or you, or you're evolved to where you are. What was it like sort of seeing the little breadcrumbs along the way, the little, the signposts for you as you were going, where you're like, Oh, this could be interesting and, and, and then start to head down the path.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think my, my my advice in this situation, I said yes to everything and was just like open to it all. You know, I went to an event after three months and someone said, do you write for magazines? And I said, yes, even though I didn't. And I ended up featuring in their first nine editions. And it's one of the best UK magazines now, you know, two years on. Um, I, I said yes to everything. That's, that's the other And I still do that now. Like I'm humble enough. Like I said, you know, we never not able to connect with other people and have conversations and all of that stuff so I I said yes to everything at the start I also I think what you have to recognize in this journey is you do truly create your success and everyone needs to take responsibility for that and I think that's another thing that we don't do we don't take accountability for the fact that we put ourselves in this situation. If I chose not to sell and then I moan about the fact that I haven't made any money, I've chosen that situation. If I you know, want to be doing lives, but then I decide to watch TV instead because I'm tired, I'm choosing not to be visible. I was very aware. Um, and this is probably obviously from, you know, I'm so grateful for my vocation, but definitely the school I was in and the way you know the culture was. But I was very aware that it was on me or no one. And I kind of just had that thought, well, if I want this to work and I want this to change my life, I have to go all in and I have to do what people won't do because they'll complain instead. And I always thought to myself, if someone was going to make an excuse, I want to be the person that doesn't. I mm-hmm. want to be the person that says I'm going to do it anyway. And it's the same with, if you want to run a marathon, you're not going to go tomorrow and run a sub two hour marathon. I mean, unless you're Mo Farah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know, what what do you do? You have to run a 1K, then a 5K. You know, you have to train. And it's exactly the same. And I was willing to start at the beginning. I was willing to walk. I was willing to jog. I was willing to get cramp and sit on the side of the road. I was willing to get injured and come back. You know, I was willing to do really what it takes. And I think that's the thing that we need to really be transparent about. And this is what I do all the time online is have to be willing to do what it takes. So how did it feel? Empowering. I felt like yeah, some things I said yes to, and when I look back, I'm like, what? So I'd go downstairs and tell my husband, and I'm like, that was random. And he was like, but at least you've done it. You know, like, you can never be worse off from doing something. So, yeah, it taught me a lot, but it also made me realise that it's all, all my choice. So I said yes to everything. I made a lot of mistakes. I owned my mistakes so of course I'd tell people you know obviously if there was a mistake but like, oh sorry I not I can't go live today because I'm doing this or oh yeah I'm going to be 5 minutes late or whatever it was um, I always tried new things and just you know, exactly like you said open different doors like I'd go live on one day I it wasn't great so I try a different day I do I do all sorts of things so I tried lots of stuff and I also wasn't afraid I wasn't afraid, as two things. I wasn't afraid of the hard work. I think that's important. I wasn't afraid of the hard work, but I also wasn't afraid to be the small fish. And ultimately, when you become the biggest fish in a room, you're in the wrong room. You know, we've all heard that quote. Mm-hmm. So I was willing to put myself in rooms of people that were like, you know, doing it at the stage I'm at now. And there's me as a newbie. But the other thing I would say is I owned my strengths. I never went in there and was like oh hi like you know oh yeah I'm just starting and I was like yeah this is what I do this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I have to offer so I I owned who I was and I made sure that in a room I held my presence which can be hard to do but yeah I didn't let imposter syndrome win um and I just it sounds so like easy when I say it but it wasn't obviously and I know if you're listening to this it's not easy but I just kept going I just kept going and some things fell on their face and some things didn't and yeah it did it felt great and even now I, I do stuff and I'm like that was terrible but I'd still rather be able to make those decisions for myself you know I'd rather be able to fail on my terms and then learn from it so yeah I'd say it felt empowering you know it felt like it was my destiny my choice and and you have to take responsibility for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it, sounds, it sounds nice to what you're saying yes to everything and then you're trying things. Not everything will work out straight away, but it does feel like things might resonate more or you were saying before you're like, well, actually, uh, you know, this that felt more right or I like the way that this, this thing is but you can only do that. Like it could be like all of a sudden your life hits the point where you write for this magazine. You're like, Oh my God, writing for magazines. This I found it. Yeah. This is the thing. And then, and then you, you go on and, and you write for 20 magazines or one magazine religiously, whatever it might be. Um, but then, you, or you might get to the point where you try that you're like, Phew, that's a one and done and, or, or a nine and done. And I'll be done with that now. And I don't need to do it again. I've got it out of my system. I think, you know, hearing what you're sort of even saying though, about like you knew your strengths and you knew what you were about you know, for people listening, like, how is it that you came to be able to unearth what you're about and kind of like who you are?
1: Yeah, great question. Ultimately, you can only be yourself. And I know there's so much, you know, there's so many cliches about it. But let's face it, you can only be yourself. That is the bottom line. At no point in your entire life can you ever be anyone else, fact. You can't pretend to be someone else. You can't look like someone else. You can't impersonate someone else because the true you will come out eventually. Like you, you can only be you. And do you know what I, I did? I just focused on what I know that I was good at. So you might be listening and you are an incredible dad, or you are the most loyal friend, or you are literally the most affectionate, loving auntie. You might be the, you, you know, the best employee. You might be super reliable. Just use your character traits. It doesn't have to be in business or in your niche, but you will all have strengths and qualities that are undeniable. And if you are listening, thinking, oh, I just, I don't know what mine are. Ask the people you love the most. They'll tell you, you know, why do you love me? You know, and and I did that. We did a task. I did a task with a few of my close friends, with Luke, my husband. And I was like, you know, if you had to say three things, what would they be? And I wrote down notes. And it sounds clinical, but we need that. We all need that when we're starting something new. And things like authentic, reliable, passionate, energetic, um, you know, vibrant, all of these things came up. So I use that. No one can take that from me. Yes, I haven't been in business 10 years and I'm not Alan Sugar, but I am who I am and people love me for it. And if you get to know me, you will love me too because I can only be myself. Mm. So if you do find yourself, don't get me wrong, I still end up in rooms and I'm like, what on earth? Like, why am I in this room? But then I think if you strip it all back, you know, if you haven't read the book, the top five regrets of the dying, read it. It's, it's unbelievable when you strip it all back no one remembers you for your accolades the money in the bank how many businesses you own they remember the type of person that you were and I recently was in a room with a multi multi-millionaire he was the kindest man warm-hearted funny didn't give I was gonna swear them, didn't care about any anything else and was just a normal person and when it when it all comes down to it we were just two people talking So, whenever you find yourself in a situation and you've got that imposter syndrome, the self sabotage, like, who am I to do this? And you feel like a fraud. When it's all laid bare, you're just a person like anyone else. You have as much right to be quirky, funny, passionate, loving, loyal, energetic as anyone else. You're not defined by how many followers you have, how much money you have, how many clients you have. You're not defined by that. Yes, that helps you create the freedom and choice in your life, but it doesn't define you because when you were born, you weren't defined by that. You've got a name, you've got parents, you've got belonging, and you're this person. So, yeah, I think that's what I always say. I just think, and if you are ever in a room and you're made to feel less than, then you don't deserve to be in that room, you you know, virtually or in real life. You know, if you are ever made to feel that, you're not worthy or you're not in the right space, then be really mindful of that and take yourself with grace out of that situation. You know, you don't ever deserve to be in that scenario. You deserve for people to see who you are, which is a person with a face expressions, emotions, personality, and let the rest just come through. You know, you can only be yourself and not everyone will like you people. Not everyone likes how I do things. I'm very strategic. I'm very goal driven. I'm very in my masculine energy. I'm very, very assertive. Um, not everyone likes that you know not everyone likes that but I can't I can't be anyone else can I you know I, I can't it doesn't mean I can't send love to everyone and they can't send love to me but yeah I think that's what I did it's, it's hard to to put it into a simple thing but that's what I would say Tom you know like now we're just two people having a chat like that's it like just 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 be yourself
0: yeah No, I like that a lot. I do. And I like the idea of like, if you're in the room, it's okay to be the small fish and it's all okay to not know the knowledge. But if you are in any room, a a relationship, uh, you know, a, a business environment, a social media environment, and I mean, yes, there's trolls and whatever. But if you're in a place where you know, you are being disrespected and, and you you don't want to teach the people to do that. That's okay. And that's what I accept. You know, there is a level of social intelligence and I can, you know, you know, someone might do those things. It's how I react whatever else, but, you know, if ideally there's another room down the corridor waiting for you, where your value, people will just want to hear you speak and people will want to have those conversations. So it's best to sort of, again, I like the idea of leaving with grace is just to say, okay, thank you so much for having me. All right, I better, I've got to get going now. And then and then start going in search of the room. And it might be that you go and find a room that's that's just you on your own, which is your Facebook, could be your Facebook Live or your, or your social media space, where you're just sitting by yourself and you're starting to put the pictures that you like up on the wall. And you're starting to like fill it with the books that you love and whatever else. And that's your value and your content and you start to share what you're about. And you make that room, you know, almost, you know, and you can leave and you can come back, but you can make that room your own, uh, you know, and then eventually 100%. all of a sudden other people will come in and sit down and all of a sudden the room will start to be full of people. And then you'll need to get a bigger room because you'll have this massive platform.
1: A hundred percent. Like someone, I read this somewhere again, I can't remember where, and they said, and this is actually true. I'm very like this. If you, If you don't respect like waiting stuff, like hospitality, you you can't I, I I can't I can't align with that. So it's even things like that. That was in a book and it was like, you know, if you aren't respectful to the people serving you your food, you don't deserve the food you're served because you don't know their story. They could be training to do their PhD. They could volunteer in for homeless shelters and all of the money that they earn from here, they donate to charity. They could be doing this as a side hustle because they're a doctor. You, you don't know. And it's the same in business. You know, this might be your first business, but you might have 20 years of experience in something else. Like always be open to that. And I think that's important. However big, you know, you get inverted commas and however much you grow, you can learn from everyone. And everyone can teach us something, including the people that trigger us or do belittle us. Everyone can teach you something. And I think as long as you just go through this life with open openness, grace and acceptance, all you can do is become a better person. And if you treat everyone the same and you just spend time getting to know them, you will always be remembered as that person. And wouldn't you rather be remembered as the person who's genuine, honest, warm, friendly than the business tycoon that is rude to everyone, you know, like just, just think about how you want to grow and exactly. Yeah, Tom, you're right. If it means you sit in your own room and you do lives talking about ketchup and Smurfs and you know, clouds or whatever, eventually someone will love that. But why should you be anyone but yourself? And if that means the reality is, if that means it takes you longer to make money which yes, of course that might happen because it's an acquired thing you're talking about. At least when you do start making that money, you know, you've been true to yourself and you've built an authentic business and brand and you can truly celebrate the fact that the people that are connected with you, investing with you, want to learn from you, truly align with who you are and your values. And again, what would you rather a business that's out of alignment and eventually will bite you in the butt because you can only be yourself or a business that maybe takes longer to get out of the gate. But when it does, you can be like, Oh my God, I spoke about pandas for two days and two people freaking love it and want to work with me. Hello. Mm. You know, like it's Mm. just, yeah, for sure. Do Mm. everything, do everything as yourself. Yeah. That's, I would definitely just do everything as yourself. I love it. I love it. And so if you were to hop in the
0: time machine and back to your 18 year old, 18 year old self, what would you tell 18 year old Sam?
1: Oh, that is a good question. Um, so I had, I had quite a lot of challenges, actually, um, like in my teenage years, and my early 20s. So I think I would, I would tell her a few things. One, don't care so much about what other people think that's my biggest biggest uh, yeah as a, as a teenager and a young adult i cared so much about what everyone thought of me i wanted to fit in everywhere i wanted to be accepted everywhere i went above and beyond to be everything to everyone so i think i would say yeah don't 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 try so hard to fit in you know you're not meant to fit in everywhere you, you don't need to worry about what people think and the other thing i would say is because i did spend a lot of time darling down who i was to fit in Uh, whereas now i'm a little bit more vivacious and you know i'm a little bit bolder i would say um a bit more sassy so i think i would just tell myself don't care so much about what people think and don't dull down your sparkle to fit in you know you're meant to stand out i think they would be the two things and if it was one other thing i would say you'll get there you'll get there i'd say that that would be Mm. mine
0: Good question. Mm, I, like it. I like it. And so back into the time machine, and you are now all of a sudden you're at your 100th birthday. Looking back on your life, what would you like to have achieved?
1: Oh my God, these questions are so good. Oh, what would I like to achieve? God, that is such a good question. I would like to have a really, uh, I'd like to still be married to Luke. I'd like us to have built a really amazing um I'd like uh, for us to have built a really incredible journey um I would love to be able to celebrate my family I've got nieces and nephews and hopefully you know my own children by that point obviously because I'll be 100 I'd like to be able to celebrate that you know doing good for the another generation and, and having a family around me And do you know what? I think the most important thing I'd like to celebrate being a good person, I'd really just love to be able to say I lived my life as myself. And I'd like to be able to celebrate that I lived my life on my terms, you know? Like, yeah, I think I would – relationships are super important to me. Being able to be myself and looking back saying I did it my way, you know? Classic song. But I would love that. I'd love to just say, yeah, I wrote my own rules. I lived on my terms. boy was it a good ride i think Mm. i would like to like that yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and that would be a life well lived like if if you get if because that's a journey too you know it's not like on the on the on the 100th birthday that you're like ah finally i'll be myself like it you know it that that would be a process that would be a uh you know and and i think the more in alignment that you keep coming with who you are and and knowing that who you are changes it's not going to be you know a straight line it'll be you know twists and turns and and, and, and reversing the car slowly and sometimes you'll get bogged and I'm, I'm sure there's you know plenty on the journey but it's your journey and only you can live it so you know I, I find that that's very inspiring I like that um, and so for people that are listening to this you know they're, they're feeling stuck they they want to make a change they want to live a life that they truly love what would be your tips for them number
1: one just ask yourself if what parts of your life right now don't feel like that because it's hard. I'm not, I can't say to you, yeah, quit the job and leave that person and move countries. Just start really basic and say to yourself, are there any things in your life that just don't feel like you, they don't light you up and they feel, and you'll know, even as I'm saying this, you'll know the things you'll have those niggles. You'll know if there's something that's not quite for you, And start to create an exit strategy. And that sounds really clinical, but start to create a one year, a two year, however long you need plan to change that situation. Because the other thing that that is really important with that question is it would be wrong for me to give you advice to change things quickly because your subconscious will panic and want to go back to what you know because you've done it in a way that it's like, you it's almost like it's happened to you, not by you. And you're like, I didn't want this, I didn't actually want this, like, oh, and then you'll go backwards. So be really intentional. If you're not living life and you feel stuck by it, be intentional about what you change and change it consistently so that your subconscious can catch up, so that your subconscious can be like, okay, yeah, I like coming home at four o'clock, I like having the weekends away from this person that's toxic. I like not being on my phone and allow yourself to get used to the process and then make the next change and then make the next change. If you can create consistent, positive change, you will stick to it. If you create drastic change, you'll freak out because it's in our, it's in our nature. You know, if something changes out of nowhere, we're like, Oh my that I should not have done that. That was irrational. I'm sorry. And you go back to a situation and then you end up worse off. So slow and steady, you know, don't go into work tomorrow and be like, I resign. And then you're like, Oh my God, I can't pay my bills. I'm sorry. I'm back. You know? So slow and steady exit strategy. And the second thing I would say is start to think ahead as to what you want your life to look like. So if you're like, okay, January 2022, what do I want it to look like? Write that down and then literally just work backwards. So two things. One, create exit strategies for the things that you know niggle and don't work. And two, think ahead, maybe a year or two years, and then work backwards. So it, ha- I think, yeah, it has to be... As much as it needs to be exciting, it does need to be manageable and realistic when you're making big changes because otherwise it does, it is hard. Um, And it's hard enough as it is, you know, trying to build a life on your terms. Society doesn't want that, you know, society wants you to follow these norms and these expectations and be married by 25 and buy a house and have two kids and all that. There's so many, you know, get a promotion, earn more money, save, get a pension. There's so many societal restrictions already. We don't need to make it harder for ourselves by changing really quickly. And then you get all of this peer pressure and you doubt yourself. Slow Mm -hmm. and steady, I always say, slow and steady. That would be my advice.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it, Sam. This has been such a wonderful catch-up. I feel energized. Uh, I've learned a lot, uh, and I know that uh, you know the listeners will will get uh, an absolute ton of value out of this one. So, you know, massive, massive thank you for you taking the time. Um, but like, you know, if people want to follow along, potentially work with you as a coach, what's the best way for them to follow or work with you?
1: Great question. Just search my name. If you search Samantha Hearn, Instagram's where I hang out the most. But if you search Samantha Hearn, you'll find me. Instagram, Facebook, you know, um, I'm all over Google. But yeah, Instagram would be the place I hang out. Just type my name. That's awesome.
0: Again, thank you so much for taking the time to catch up.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been a great end to my day. Start of yours, but Mm -hmm. great end to my day. And
0: thank you so much for everybody else that's tuned in for another episode. If you could like, comment, share, subscribe,
1: do all of that fun stuff. I'm Tom Bell, and I look forward to catching you on the next episode.